You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's Friday, April 9th. And while we couldn't get Jenna Harner, we could get our man, Tony Serino. He's back. We're going to talk about what Juju said on the radio yesterday because he gave us a little bit of insight and some interesting things to talk about there. Then it's back to the topic bag, and we got a question about Ben Roethlisberger. We'll get you'll get me and Tony answering that question. And then finally, with Giovanni Bernard being cut by the Bengals, it begs the question: Should the Steelers sign a free agent running back after the draft? Tony and I will explore that in the third segment. You can subscribe to the Locked On Steelers podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Odyssey. Remember to rate us five stars with a positive comment, and you get a shout out at the end of the show. Let's get into it. You know, normally we get Jenna Harner on our Friday episodes. Unfortunately, we couldn't. She was pretty busy with the Pirates playing and the Penguins playing and all the Pittsburgh teams playing. But we did get our guy. I told you all week we were going to get him back. And we did. Because it's time for a Tony Friday. Because Tony Serino's here. What's up, Tony? Uh, Playing through injury this week. Uh, Happy to be here, Chris. Happy to be back. Uh, yeah, I'm ready to talk some Steelers. Let's let's do it, man. You played through injury just like Juju played through injury all last season with that busted up knee, and he's our first topic of the day. Now, uh, why are we talking about Juju? Well, he was in the news again yesterday because he was on Michael Irvin's podcast, and I wrote about this on DKPittsburghSports.com. If you want to just read it and get all the direct quotes, you can go there. It's actually a free article. I've also posted a link to it into the Locked On Steelers Facebook group, which you can join at any point in time. It's 1,400 fans strong now. Uh, But, Tony, really interesting stuff here. And, the, you know, he talked about a few things. Like, he talked about how him and A.B. don't even have contact anymore and how he's been blocked by A.B. on all forms of social media and he can't even call him. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought the most interesting two things here were, one, when he was asked about his, about his TikTok dancing logo stuff, Juju Smith-Schuster was like, the team supported me throughout all of it. Yeah. And, 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 and it's not, it shouldn't be surprising, right? Because this was, this was all a distract, you know, quote unquote distraction for everything outside of, of Pittsburgh. I, I think, you know, to the players themselves, to Tomlin, right. I mean, he was, when he would talk about this in his press conferences, it was a non-issue. It, it eventually became an issue, but really it became an issue after they lost to Cincinnati. Right. And that was a, you know, a catastrophic loss in the season. And then Tom said, okay, I'm going to talk to him about it. But, but really, you know, you, you, you cannot draw a straight line between the performance the Steelers had against the Bengals and, you know, and and Juju's TikTok dancing. Um, So no, I wasn't surprised to see that. In fact, I'm happy to see it. And, and again, it goes to this idea that, you know, the, you know, the, the fact that Pitt, you know, Pittsburgh didn't want him back or the fan base tournament, none of that is true. Right. Juju still beloved certainly by the locker room and, and, and by the fan base, regardless of all the extracurricular crap that happened, uh, you know, the Browns of the Browns and, and the TikTok dancing and all that. None of that mattered. I agree. And we said at the time, Tony, I mean, you and I were, were very much guys that we look at what's, what's happening on the field. He wasn't the problem. You know, you, you, you look at the, the, at, the, at the problems the Steelers had. Ben Roethlisberger wasn't seeing the field right. He just wasn't. And right. they and, and in, injuries became a problem for the defense. 
Uh, you know, and then the flow of the team kind of got messed up late in the season. You saw the impact of them not having a bye week. I, I, you know, I think people that try to make it about Juju's TikTok dancing or his comments in the media, I I think that that was way too much. Because again, Juju, we're we're acting, we we talk about Juju like he's, like he's Antonio Brown or LeGarrette Blunt. you know, you know, you know, getting into trouble or Le'Veon Bell getting suspended because he's on uh, marijuana or Martavis Bryant. He's none of those. Right. He's not, he, he, you know, if you want to say he's a distraction, fine, you know, but, and, and he even says in this, he's like, I stopped afterwards because I feared I'd be too much of a distraction. But he said he went before he stopped, he even went to Vince Williams and Cam Hayward and leaders on the teams and said, Hey, do you guys want me to stop? And they said, no, we want you to be you and don't stop being you for nobody. And right. it's not a problem. So uh, I thought that was very interesting, but it also, he also said like, you know, Hey, that kind of played into, him deciding to come back, which he verified or, you know, or at least doubled down on um, that the Chiefs and the Ravens were in hot pursuit. He talked about how um, Lamar Jackson was calling him up, his former uh, receivers coach from USC and former Steelers quarterback, T. Martin. Um, he, he, he was a Ravens receivers coach. He reached out. John Harbaugh reached out. Marlon Humphrey reached out, which we saw on Twitter. Um, and yeah. then he brought up how Andy Reid was sending him pictures of uh, the Lombardi trophy they won two years ago and bombarding with it, it's obvious that these teams actually were in play despite what some people would lead you to believe. Yeah. No, it's, and it's still, it is still crazy to me that he didn't take the Kansas city offer. I, yeah, I still don't understand it. Yeah. You know, cause look, every Steeler fan listening to this, you know, we're all happy he's back, but none of us think the Steelers have, are better right now on paper than the Kansas city chiefs are right. right. That there's a, a better chance that Pittsburgh's going to be playing in the super bowl than Kansas City's, especially if you were to add Juju Smith-Schuster to that roster and for for a player like juju who knows he needs to put up big numbers and he needs to you know he, he needs to do well this year if he wants to cash in in 2022 why not go play with with patrick mahomes but you know he turns out and he turns down the money and he comes back and he also talks about how much how important ben roethlisberger was to that decision yes. and i think you know what's what's interesting there and and we we also heard it was matthew judon went on a podcast a couple weeks ago and talked about ben roethlisberger and what he saw from him Mm-hmm. And you hear these players talk, and, and there's a lot of people saying, you know, Ben's done, right? This is an idiotic decision for him to come back. Um, you know, I think Juju plays in. Juju doesn't buy into that. Juju, player on the field who has the option to go play with Patrick Mahomes says, no, no, I will take less money and I'll go play with Ben Roethlisberger. Now, not to say that Juju thinks Ben is better than Patrick Mahomes, but he does not think that Ben's this kind of washed-up player, doesn't have it anymore, who cannot win football games. That is not a, a Juju's assessment of Ben Roethlisberger, and he's out there playing with him, you know, every day, so. I agree that that's that's 100 percent what you know what I think feeds into it and uh and it's funny that's going to play into that 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 tail end of that conversation is going to play into our next topic we're going to take a quick break when we come back we want to talk to we're going to open up our topic bag because we have a question that was specifically asked to you Tony we'll get into what that question was right after this BetOnline.ag, the only place that we trust here in the Lockdown Podcast Network to place bets on. Even though football season's over, there's a ton of different ways to make money by gambling on sports right now. If you go to BetOnline.ag today and sign up for your free account, you'll get a 50% bonus to your first deposit simply by entering the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters and all one word. And that will get you your 50% bonus on your first deposit. 
Right now, sure, the NFL is done, but you can put money down on where certain free agents might be going in the NFL. You can also bet on college basketball, the NBA, and the NHL. All different ways to get off the sidelines and get in on the action. BetOnline.ag. Remember, use that promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, LOCKEDON, all capital letters, all one words, to get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Tony Serino for a Tony Friday. Uh, Switching it up there, of course. Now, uh, we're going into the topic bag segment, which if you're, you know, this is something we introduced this week that we're going to try to do more and more in the offseason. Topic bag is your chance as a listener to get your question on the show. If you want your question submitted, just send an email to lostealerstopicbag at gmail.com. Again, that's L-O for Locked On, Steelers topic bag at gmail.com just make sure you put your your name and uh, put your question in there and it will be in the cycle of things to eventually be answered on the show this question comes from our good listener Gideon Spiglemeyer now Gideon said one says he's a big fan of you Tony um, he says he loves loves the podcast and he loves a lot all, you know, all of our guests um, but his question is about Ben Roethlisberger and sort of into what we were just talking about. He says, my question is, I keep hearing this narrative that Ben is washed up. I don't have the stats in front of me, but somewhere, I think he's somewhere around 30 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. And so is Justin Herbert, who is considered the best rookie from last year with the same exact stats. Why do we see so much hate on Ben? They have the same stats and Ben was an 11-0 at one point. I would love to hear your take on it. And I would also love to hear Tony's take. Thanks so much. So Gideon, we got your question on the air. Tony, uh, to be exact here, he's mm-hmm. he's he's not wrong. Uh, uh, Justin Herbert threw 31 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Ben Roethlisberger threw 33 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Justin Herbert was also six and nine as a starter compared to Ben Roethlisberger being 12 and three. Um, their their completion numbers are are eerily similar with uh, Herbert completing 396 of 595, Ben completing 399 of 608. Um, and Herbert threw about 500 more yards. Um, yeah. So he threw he threw more balls down the field. He also ran for five more touchdowns, which Ben didn't run for any because he's he ain't doing that. <laughs> yeah. Because he's like 47. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, like we, we get it. He's not doing that. But but he is. But he, Gideon's right. This narrative that that he's washed up and can't do it anymore. I just I don't see that. Is he is he the youthful prime quarterback anymore? No, we know he's not. But no one's asking him to be that. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm going to, I promised myself before we started this segment, Chris, I'm not going to go full Tony, Tony, the hater in this one. Cause I, well, there's a Tony, the hater stance in here. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, this, I, I, I made Tony, the hater, remember Tony, the hater was made on That's downplaying right. Ben Roethlisberger's accomplishments. Yeah. Well, and really, really upselling my boy, Matthew Ryan, but we will okay, go there. He, okay. Gotta, gotta clarify before we continue. Is he right now better than Ben Roethlisberger? Matt Ryan? Yes. I would say that the same. You could like interchange them at this point. Miss Yay, come get him. <laughs> I mean, what what did okay, because here's the problem for I'm gonna go full Tony the hater. Here's the problem I have because I I see this, you know, I saw this, right? You know, Justin Herbert and Ben Roethlisberger's stats put side by side, right? But and sure, if you in a vacuum, you go, yeah, they had the same year, but if you that's removing all context from the situation. Ben Roethlisberger had a terrific, terrific first half of the season. We were all blown away yep. by what Ben was doing. For about eight or nine weeks there. But those last eight or nine weeks, we all want to just forget. 
right? Whereas <laughs> Justin Herbert came in rookie, no expectation. Tyrod Taylor is supposed to be the starter. He came in and the fact that he threw 33 touchdowns, only 10 interceptions as a rookie, right? Everyone looks at it and goes, Whoa, True. holy cow. You know, you, you can't believe it. So my, I guess my, my thing here is, you know, Ben Roethlisberger down the stretch, the last eight games. Okay. Take, take his splits for just the last eight games. Cause look, he had four interceptions through nine games last year. Those yep. last, the, the last games he had, he had 10 interceptions. You know, you, you, <laughs> he threw playoff. four interceptions in his last game. Right. Right. I mean, it was kind of a downward spiral, right? Do we, do we want to relive the first half of that Cincinnati game, right? Where, where I believe he had, what was it? Negative passing yards. Yeah, that um, was or maybe that was the Baltimore game. Either one. I mean, it was the awful, awful performances from Ben and it's not all on him, right? We do have to bring up here the fact that the Steelers had no running game last year. I mean, they mm-hmm. could not, they couldn't convert a single yard. Right. So forget about any sort of consistency there, but I, I do think, look, I do think we have to remember that Ben Roethlisberger down the stretch, played very poorly and and we want to remember the good times but you know down the stretch there was one good time and that was that was the second half against indianapolis because even the first half of that game you know looked more like the back half of the season than it did the front half no you're right i, I think it def there was definitely a lot of scary moments and and like i, I was even sort of playing it off like you know when, when he struggled against the ravens i was like eh, not not a big deal when they lost to washington i was like eh not a big deal when they lost the bills i was like okay maybe but you know i'm not too worried when they lost the Bengals, i was like red alert let's get this <laughs> yeah, it's a exactly. problem right. um right and yeah, uh, yeah. and certainly that's a that's a concern but again and i said this before the steelers needed to maintain that ground game because ben can be great in spots he mm-hmm. is not a quarter beginning of the game to end of the game dissects you every week type of guy he's not tom brady who rips your heart out and stomps on it um with every with every little dissecting pass now he can ben can do that on occasion but we know that he need, you need to kind of limit the amount of times that he has to do that and like that's why it worked great against baltimore the first time it worked great against tennessee the first time but as we saw the season continue teams started to pick up on what tendencies he developed and he didn't have he didn't know how to switch the gear back between throwing deep, throwing short, and finding the balance in the offense that they maintained so well early on. I think that, to Gideon's point, right. give Ben a balanced offense, he makes it work. But to your point, Justin Herbert had no nothing with balance. I mean, that the, the, the Chargers, they just lost their coach. They were in a rough spot. I'm sure he had yeah. Keenan Allen, but I think Mike Williams was hurt all year. Um, you know, their running game was in flux. You know, they again, they had a, they, he was on a losing team. So you do have a good point there. But I, I think to Gideon's overall point, saying that Ben is washed up, I think mm-hmm. is a complete stretch. Does he have limitations that weren't there before? Yes. But that does not make you washed up. Washed up is Joe Flacco right now. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, you know, Ben Roethlisberger is a starting quarterback in the National Football League. And, and I think we'll continue to prove that, you know, throughout this upcoming mm-hmm. season. Now, is he a guy who you can win with? You know, if you if he's your only option offensively, if you have to throw the ball 50 times a game because, you know, handing the ball off is just, you know, is a lost cause. I think we saw at the end of last season. No, right. He is not that guy. But there are very few of those players. I don't even know that I would, you know, Justin Herbert, you know, kind of looks like he might be that player for for one season. Um, But Ben is Ben is no longer that guy. So, yeah, I think you're right. If you put in what the hope, the calculus for the Steelers this year is you have to put him behind a more balanced offense, a better offensive line that can give him more time and a running game that can take some of the pressure off of Ben Roethlisberger when it's in those situations where it's, hey, we got to have a drive here. Maybe we can run the ball a little bit or a little little flare out to the running back, easier throws for Ben um, so that it's not all just on his shoulders to, to run everything and, 
you know, draw it up in the dirt, as he said, after that Baltimore game. And, and again, that's why I keep emphasizing getting a running back early because it's not just enough to get your offensive line strong. You need, but Ben needs to be able to feel I'm handling it off to a monster. I'm handing it off to a guy who can go zero to 60 real quick and get and, and deal with people in his path and also feel comfortable for me to, like you said, dump it down in the passing game to get easy yards and, and, and big plays. Um, when again, I will continue to say, to say this until it changes. The last time this team won playoff games was when they had Le'Veon Bell, you know, could, you know, running, running the ball and catching out the backfield. I think it would behoove them to make sure that they get a Najee, Najee Harris, a Travis Etienne or Javante Williams to help Ben avoid that back end stretch. And here's the thing, Tony, Imagine last year if they had, a, you know, a Najee Harris. Imagine if, if last year they had a running back who balanced it and they were like, even if they just ranked 16th in the running, just like dead in, dead in the middle of the league. Ben, I guarantee you Ben wouldn't have had that fall off at the end of the year. No. Even, I mean, even, even if they were better in short yardage, I mean, their inability yeah. in, in yes. second and one, third and one type situations, I, you know, it's, I mean, it was is a travesty because, again, it, it did squander what was very good talent defensively. And, and a Ben Roethlisberger beginning half of the season, that was tremendous. And coming off of the elbow surgery, no one saw that coming, that he was going to light it up as much as he did early on. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think even, even just fixing the short yardage stuff, it would be a huge benefit to this offense. And I think, you know, any sort of consistency on the, on the level of Le'Veon Bell, my goodness. I mean, you know, that's what the Steelers need because I think they're going to see a drop-off somewhat defensively. So they're going to need that offense to be a lot better. Absolutely. Great question, Gideon. Thanks so much for your contribution to the topic bag. Remember, if you want your question on the topic bag here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, be sure to send an email to lostealerstopicbag at gmail.com. And we'll be sure to get your question on there. We're going to take one more quick break. When we come back, we got one more topic we want to hit off with Tony. I'll talk about that right after this. You need a snack that's going to both help you get through the rest of your day, but also be good for you. That's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have 18 amazing flavors, including six of their newest ones, being caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. There's so much to enjoy, and also... Don't forget, they help you lose and maintain weight. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for anyone that's currently on a keto diet. Right now, Built Bar has a special promo code for you to get a great deal on their website. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON15 to get 15% off your next order. Again, that's LOCKEDON15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Tony Serino for a Tony Friday. Now, Tony, um, let's get into this next topic. I wanted to talk to you about free agent running backs because the Bengals recently released this week Giovanni Bernard. Yeah. Which was very weird to me because that man has been nothing but loyal to that organization, despite them bringing in Joe Mixon and bumming him back even when he played well. I mean, yep. he, he's been let up for them for years. He stuck by them even while they've lost. And now he's a 30-year-old running back in free agency with a lot of other running backs that are trying to get some work right now. My question to you, Tony, is 
of these this pack of running backs because the Steelers did sign Kalen Balaj already. Mm-hmm. Um, he so he's on the roster, but I, I could still see the Steelers going and getting one of one person who's out on the market right now after the NFL draft is over. Uh, if they say, look, we yeah we got we got our star running back in the draft, but we still want another vet to come in and push people in in, in, in training camp. Yeah. Who do you like that's out there and on the board right now? I mean, is Giovanni Bernard one of those guys? Uh, well, obviously, you know, Le'Veon's still out there. So, well, we're going to leave him out of this conversation because I don't want to derail, even though this is what I do. Um, <laughs> but uh, You've been I screaming think... Le'Veon for quite some time. Dean yelled at you like, like mm-hmm. a month and a half ago about you saying, go get Le'Veon. And here we are, and he's still available. Still available. He's ready. I mean, Liz, do you think the Steelers would have converted on third and one if they had Le'Veon? Come on. Course, and well, unless they ran a pitch play, unless, unless Todd Haley, unless he ran, pitch. Yeah, he ran the pitch, uh, shades of Jacksonville. Uh, are there free agent? You know, look, I, the Balazs signing is an interesting one. I think, I think he he seems like Benny Snell competition, short yardage type back. I don't know, they I certainly I can't imagine he's going to be the starter day one. Um, so I could, I could see someone like a Gio Bernard being brought in as like a Jalen Samuels competition type, um, you know, kind of a, a you know, out of the backfield type change of pace maybe even anthony mcfarland type um although G- bernard is 30 now so you have to you have to yeah. wonder what is you know you know how are his legs at this point he certainly is not gonna have the um uh, the burst or the speed that he did in his early 20s the other guys that are out there you know the problem chris is it's all it's either it's either a guy like Gio bernard who's like 30 years old or it's younger guys but they all have their knees are shot right todd Gurley's still available so crazy if yeah. you had told me you know you know a few years ago that Todd Hurt Gurley would just be bouncing around the NFL doing nothing I'd have been like man that would be a sad drop off but again that was what people said even when he was coming out of Georgia yeah yeah I know and, and then you have you know Adrian Peterson still out there uh mm-hmm. you have um Frank Gore you yep. know Frank Gore still out there still can play 30 30 38 39 years old sir I'm uh, disappointed that you haven't said James Connor's name yet well, it does feel like it does. Doesn't it feel like that the Pelage signing was a uh, all right? That's the end of. <laughs> I know. I do agree with that. Yeah, feels like that's kind of the end. You know, as a player who's available, who I I liked in college, he never made it anywhere. In fact, I think he's played played on like three different teams now. But Deonta Foreman from remember him from Texas? Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's available. I like him. I think he's only like twenty six, so he's still young. Actually, he's twenty five. So if you wanted a guy. Again, kick the tires on a guy. Also, Duke Johnson available. Another player you could just kick the tires on him. Uh, cheap running back to bring in if you're going to go by committee this year. And I think the the case here, Chris, would be you talked about like even if you get an Etienne or if you get a Devon or uh, Najee Harris. If they don't, you know, I think they definitely, you know, if if this is someone who they get like a Kylan Hill later in the draft, I think they are going to have to get another veteran. And those are guys who I could see coming in. And again, if you're going to do a whole running back by committee. I could see I could see a Deonta Foreman fitting into that committee alongside of McFarland and alongside of Benny Snell or a Kalen Balage. No, I agree. I think that's very reasonable um, signings there. Another thing to consider here, and I know this sounds kind of ridiculous, but Adrian Peterson is 36 years old mm-hmm. and he's coming off his season with the Lions. Um, and he, he still looks athletically capable to play running back. It's just that you're Adrian Peterson. We don't want to have to bank on you. Right. Um, but interestingly enough, when I was talking about Najee Harris's interview on the Adam Schefter podcast earlier this week, he did mention his favorite running back is Adrian Peterson. And he said the one thing that he's that he wants is to just get a signed jersey from him sometime. There you go. Now, how, about, how about a signed Steeler jersey? That's what I'm saying. 
Because he said, like, I wouldn't do no jersey swaps unless it was Adrian Peterson. Now, imagine, imagine. Now, it, it, it's the NFL doesn't work like recruit like recruiting in college. So, like, you couldn't you can't get Najee Harris to pick the, the Steelers. But imagine you get you're like, hey, man, like, just just stick with it. Just come, 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 come chill with AP and be happy about it. <laughs> that would be that'd be a kind of a cool time. Maybe he pulls the Eli Manning and says, I refuse to sign with anyone who's not the Pittsburgh Steelers. Not that that would ever happen. I'm being completely facetious there. But <laughs> It, but like uh, the idea of you get the old man to come in and and maybe talk to Najee Harris and, and although again AP's been kind of weird at times he he gets kind of aggressive in his in his own way um, yeah. you know in, in the locker room like you know his his stare down contents he had contests he had with Sean Payton um, the Steelers may Classic. feel like eh, let's groom Najee Harris ourselves um, but still again you know him TJ Yeldon. Um, there's guys out there who you could put in the backfield and just say, Hey, just come and work. And if, if you beat out Benny Snell or Jalen Samuels and, and Anthony McFarland, you're going to get playing time and Kalen Balaj as well, I guess. Yeah, it, it would, I, it would be fun. Although like you said, AP with his, he gets weird about the playing time. And certainly mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to get, he wouldn't get a ton in Pittsburgh, you know, if any, I mean, you know, it's been a workhorse type system uh, going to Connor, going back to Connor. Are you surprised? Cause a lot of running backs have been signed to this point, but he's still available. Are you surprised by that? Cause you know, when you look at kind of the young running backs that are available, he's the one where you're like, all right, he's young. He's had some injury history, but not the, the kind of injury history that a guy like Todd Gurley has had, which is keeping him away. Are you surprised Connor hasn't been signed yet? No, I'm, I'm actually kind of not surprised because yeah, James Connor in the NFL hasn't had, uh, hasn't had the, the season ending injury, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in week one yet but he has had several injuries and anyone who knows James Conner knows that he already had a tough ACL injury and cancer that he beat when he was in college. So, you know, combining that with the fact that he's never played a a complete season in the NFL because he keeps getting hurt at some point during one, I'm sure there's a lot of teams out there like, you know what? I can get a guy that's a decent runner who can catch out the backfield and block a little bit in the draft. I could get a guy that could sort of, fill this role and so i'm not going to pay a 26 year old running back to figure that out which sucks it, it sucks for james connor because he's a he's a great effort dude he fights for every play um you know he he doesn't give up on you and i think he's he's a heck of a heck of a dude there but um it's just it's the harsh reality of the running back position is that you can be very sound in a lot of your your technique and what you do but if you're not explosive people are just like yeah give me the next guy yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And this is a running back class that's very top heavy. You know, there yes. the fall the fall off after those top three is pretty significant. So, if you're a team like this, there are other teams like this who are going into the draft thinking you have to get a starter out of this, and you don't. I think that's where the running back market's going to heat up again after the draft is free agency. I think you'll see some of these guys get picked up, especially Gio Bernard. Um, is is in that you know teams who didn't get. Their, their guy in the draft now have to start to put together a committee. I think edge is another position like that in the draft where you, know, you have Clowney still unsigned. Um, and this is a, this is an edge class. That's very top heavy. And it, it's, you know, it's not a great class uh, whatsoever, but the teams who don't get their edge guy in the draft, they're going to kind of have to fall back on, on a guy like Clowney. I agree. I think that's something that Melvin Ingram is, is still out there. Uh, Ryan, right. Ker- yeah. Ryan Kerrigan, Olivier Vernon. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of interesting names out there from, you know, from years past where we've been like, Whoa, that guy's tough to beat. So um, certainly something yeah. to consider there. And especially at the running back position. Um, definitely. So 
Uh, we'll keep an eye on that for you here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Any updates? Who knows? Maybe the Steelers will be dipping back into free agency uh, to get a running back after the draft. But I guarantee you this, they'll be dipping back in for someone after the draft. They're, they still got like what, $12 million in cash base or something like that. Yeah, they're they're going. They're not. They're not done signing people. They just do something, know. Kevin Colbert. Do something. <laughs> do something. <laughs> but no, it's May third. I mean, May third's the day, right? May third's the day that yeah. free agent signings no longer count against your your. I think it's May third. They no longer count against your compensatory formula. So right. like, that's what the Steelers are waiting for. Yeah, and they know that they can get good compensatory uh, picks from you know, especially Bud Dupree, who signed a major contract in yeah. in free agency. So I think it was the biggest one. The biggest one so far, still. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's definitely a third round comp pick coming their way next year, which again, I think they're going to use to trade up and maybe get a quarterback next year, but that's a whole nother story. Tony, my man, thanks so much for coming on the show. We love having you on. Um, Normally we get you on Tuesdays. We got to do on Friday, but Hey, we'll get you next Tuesday, right? Absolutely. I'll be back here Tuesday. Everything goes well with this stupid eye. I'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) But um, uh, Tony, thanks again for coming on. Please let people know they can find you, follow you and get more of your work. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Steeler Country. You can find me on uh, YouTube. I do a roundtable show called AFC North Talk. It's all about the AFC North. I represent the Steelers on that show, so check that out on YouTube. It's called AFC North Talk. You can also find my YouTube channel, Steeler Country, with Tony Serino. I have a video out this weekend uh, recapping some of the news over the week, and we'll start. I'm going to start doing some draft previews on there as well, so check that out. As always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram and now TikTok because I have a TikTok. Um, I, I figured I got to get You're hip- a TikTok star now? Yeah. I'm a, well, I'm not a star. I'm just a viewer. I don't have any TikToks at, up yet. Oh, uh, you got to start doing some TikToks. Uh, maybe we will. Maybe maybe that's the maybe that'll be the new betting system is I have to put something on TikTok that I lose a bet in Locked On Steelers. We'll, we'll consider mm-hmm. that down the line. But you can follow me at Carter Critiques on all those platforms. You can read my work at DKPittsburghSports.com where I cover the Steelers, Pitt football, and Pitt basketball. Um, and I also host the Friday episode of Locked On NFL. Go listen to that. I've just I, I've recorded that with Q, so that's up there right now on Locked On NFL for our more national show. Um, and if you're enjoying the Locked On Steelers podcast, remember you can subscribe to us Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Radio.com, which is now Odyssey. Um, so get us all the way there and rate us five stars with a positive comment. When you do that, it really helps out the show. And if you do if you do both. You get a shout out at the end of the show, like this person who's Venom King 666. Hey, man, it's a dangerous name there, buddy. But yeah. you gave us a five star review, so we give you a shout out. It says, Mighty Steelers, great show, Chris, and congratulations to Jenna. Look forward to hearing your show on my way to work every morning. Tell Dean to stop being mean to Josh. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Um, thank you very much, Venom King. Appreciate you very much there. Also, shout out to one of our listeners, Mike Hines. There's a lot of you guys that tell great stories about how we help you get through your day. Um, and uh, there's more that I will always share on this pod- podcast platform. But, Mike, we appreciate you uh, you know, and some of the things that you that you say in the Facebook group. So shout out to you. And shout out to everyone who jo- who's in that Facebook group, 1,400 strong, free to join. Just ask, alert, search Locked on Steelers, ask to join it. You'll be part of it. Thanks again to Tony for being on. We'll be back in the ears on Monday with we're running out of mock draft Mondays to do. So get your picks in the post will be up in the Facebook group for you to add your mock draft so you can get your chance to get your picks on the show. See you then.